Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello and welcome to the Life Group Leader Podcast. My name is Kirby and I'm the group's pastor here at Mariner's Church and we are so glad to have another great discussion prepping you for this new series that we're jumping into for the good. And I have with me our women's pastor, Esther Chung. Hey guys, good to be with you. So glad that you're here, Esther, to kind of help us, women's life groups and life groups, um, all of our life groups, prepare um, for this new series. It's only a two-week series, so you'll have a quick little chunk um, to kind of work through together, but we still have some really great content um, to talk through as well as to inspire and encourage really rich conversation for you and your groups. Um, Right now, we actually have Jared and Eric Geiger, our senior pastor, to talk through the heart behind the series and what they hope for you and your life group to experience as you learn um, from God's Word. So let's tune in to their conversation and we'll come back at the end to talk through the individual questions. Eric, welcome back to the Life Group Leader podcast. Super excited about this upcoming series for the good. Couple weeks on outreach ministries. Thanks for joining us. How are you feeling? Excellent. Love our Life Group leaders. Thanks for tapping in. Good, good. Why don't you give us a quick overview on a two-week series? We rarely have a two-week series. It's a two-weeker. I think people are saying, man, quit quit, quit giving us such a long series here. It was 10 weeks in Galatians. 10, ten weeks, weeks in the, in the spirit. spirit. How, about, how about a two-weeker? Let's see if you can... Knock out everything we need to know in two weeks. So uh, we're actually going to look at a famous passage uh, in the in the Sermon on the Mount from Jesus where he talks about, hey, you as believers, you're this community who blesses those around you. You're a city on a hill. You're the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Mm. So we're going to press into that passage over a two-week period of time. And it's really beautiful because we're going to be reminded that as a community of Christians, we don't exist for ourselves. We ultimately, we're rescued by him, but then we exist for those outside of us. Mm-hmm. We are to be a city on a hill, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We are to preserve mm-hmm. what's good in a culture. We are also to pull out the beauty. You know, that's what salt, salt does. We are to be the light of the world as Jesus is the light of the world. We're tiny lights. We represent him mm-hmm. in the culture. So what's it mean for a church to be that kind of people? What's it mean for a community of faith to be that kind of people? So what's it mean for a life group to mm. be Great those question. kinds of people? Yep. The very first week I'm going to share uh, at the top of my, my sermon, the very first week I'll, I'll share some, <clears throat> some new vision slash direction of things we're going to be doing locally in, in Southern California. Cool. And I'll just share with the life group leaders. You'll get the early preview now. Everything we're currently doing with outreach – in terms of serving our cities and communities will continue, but we're, we're really going to add three areas of focus for this next season. Number one, the prisoner. Mm. Two, the unborn and the, the family of the unborn. And three, special needs, families, children, adults. Awesome. So just real quickly, prisoner, unborn, special needs, prisoner. In the pandemic, we started Mariners Hosted Here. Mm-hmm. We've got Worship services all through really cool places too, like yeah. Sunburst Youth Military Academy, Orange County Rescue Mission, senior living facilities, and also prisons. Right. And our partner in prisons has has been and is Prison Fellowship, which is an incredible ministry. And we're going to ramp up our partnership with them. 
basically asking how do we serve the families of prisoners. 90%, ah, no, no, I'm sorry, 75% of all uh, prisoners who are released from prison are reincarcerated within three years. Is that right? Yeah. And so Prison Fellowship cares about that. There's a passage in the book of Hebrews that we, chapter 13, that we are to remember, remember the prisoner. Hmm. And so we want to do all we can alongside our partners to break that that cycle yep. of reincarceration. Hmm. Also to care for the families of those who are mm-hmm. who are in prison. So yeah, that's amazing. I'm so glad we're doing that. They are image bearers of God. That's you right. Know? Um, they they carry the image of God in them. We we know that God's mercy and mm-hmm. grace is bigger than our than our faults, our sins. And so when when people are released after serving a yes. just sentence, yes. we wanna we wanna be a part of helping them make. One of the things I love so much about that is when someone gives their life to Jesus at our church, they are they are free in Christ. Right. But they need guidance and support and help in order to understand the decision that they made and what it means to live as a follower of Jesus. Yes. We we come alongside new believers in intentional ways. So when someone gets out of prison and they get to experience new freedom, right. we get to come alongside them yes. as well. Totally. We get to do something so similar in that. And, and think about all the, the problems that happen in a family when when dad's in prison, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, this Christmas, we're going to have a an angel tree, which is where we provide gifts Great. for families of prisoners. We're going to actually host that at Mariner Santa Ana mm-hmm. alongside Prison Fellowship. So that's one of the things I'll share. It's awesome. Second is, is the unborn. And I know some are probably hearing this as a political statement. It's, it's, it's not. I mean, anytime we talk about image of God issues, for us, it's not political. It's biblical. Clearly, in the scripture, we see that God places his image on people while they're in their mother's womb. Mm. So the unborn, those who are not yet born, but being carried by a mother, the yes. image of God is placed on them. So we want to come alongside pregnant moms, families who mm. are wrestling with the decision to they carry the, the baby wow. full term or do they do they make a choice to abort and obviously we we, we believe abortion is an assault on the image of God so mm. we, we want to but we don't want to just speak that we want to serve people in the in the middle of the the pain that they're in so if you look at those who care about justice for the unborn they typically speak in three different segments they'll talk about um, prevention intervention and wraparound so Mariners has always done a great job on prevention. The reason I say that is 70% of abortions take place in under-resourced communities where mm. people feel like they're trapped. They, they have no other solution in their mind but right. an abortion. And so 70% of abortions happen in those under-resourced communities. So all we do to serve the poor in our cities, which we do a lot with lighthouse community centers, with mm-hmm. providing meals and, mm-hmm. and clothes to to people who are under-resourced, that's part of prevention because we care for those who are impoverished. Mariners also does a lot on the wraparound, which is mm-hmm. the, the third phase. And that is when a, when um, a family or a, a young woman or an, an older woman makes the choice to, to have the child, and, mm-hmm. and yet it would be a difficult, in their mind, choice because of all the challenges. There's an organization that actually came out of Mariners called Fristers. Yeah. 
and we have such a great relationship with Fristers and still. In fact, they're gonna they're opening a new chapter at Mariner Santa Ana. Oh, killer! Which is awesome. So we we have done wraparound mm-hmm. really well. We have done prevention really well. Intervention though is is an area that we're stepping into, and that is the moment that someone is confronted with the choice: do they carry the child or not? And so we are a part of a task force, and we're going to invite people in our church to be a part of this on how do we serve women really well mm-hmm. with kindness and grace mm-hmm. in that critical moment of, mm-hmm. in, their, in their journey. So number one, prisoner, two, unborn, and three, the, the special needs community. Yeah. The special needs community, you, there's a passage in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus says, hey, when you throw a party, don't invite those who can do something for you in return. That's and right. Invite the lame, yes. the sick, the, the blind, one who could never repay. The one, yeah. the one who can't, can't pay back at all. Mm. So we think about our special needs community when we think about that passage. And we have a special needs ministry, but we really want to see it intensify. Yep. And that means respite days for mm. families who have children with special needs. It means providing really um, great places in our kids' ministry and our youth ministry for mm children with awesome. special needs. We have an adult special needs worship service. We want to see that, that yep. increase as well. So those three I'll share. I'll, I'll like kick off the series mm-hmm. saying, hey, here's some things we're going to focus on. And you may wonder why. And then I'm going to get to the passage. Cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. So just as we close uh, this, this episode, um, what is your heart for a group serving? Yeah. Because we're about to launch a campaign that runs for six or seven weeks with tons of serve opportunities. Yeah. Just give us a second on why you think it's important. A life group serves together. Yeah, I, I, I would love, my hope and prayer is that our life groups would lead the way in this. Mm-hmm. And in life group leader, you've probably heard people talk about that they go on a mission trip and it's a week long and they come back and they feel like they're tighter in a week than it would take three years totally. in terms of their, their relationship to develop. Well, you can go on a mission trip here <laughs> in, in Southern California, and it, it's not a week-long mission trip, but, sure. but if you do a couple of projects together over a year period, it would essentially almost be <laughs> That's cool. like, a, like, like a week. So, yeah. so go on a mission trip without ha- having to take off of work. and Getting to know, sleep in your own bed. <laughs> sleep in your own bed. So there'll be a lot of opportunities that you'll see on these two weekends in the For the Good series that you can sign up as a as a life group and serve together. It'd be awesome. You, you, you spend a couple hours together, and then the next time you, you gather, you're able to, to talk about what you learned. Yeah. And so the, I, I just I encourage you, don't get paralyzed by the choices. You'll be like, oh, man, which one do I do? Yeah. Do I need to pull the group? I'm going to send an email out. Half of them answered. I guess we can't do it this time. We'll wait till next time. Yeah. If you keep doing that as a leader, you just ne- you'll never pull the trigger. Yeah. So you as the leader, my suggestion is look at the list of opportunities, pull the trigger, choose one, go to your group, say, hey, guys, we're doing this. I hope everybody can make it. And then those who make it, make it. That, that's what I think you do. Otherwise, you might take six months trying to choose one. Yes. And just the conversation gets exhausting. I, I'm just saying. I'm saying. I've seen it a lot. A, a lot. Not because yeah. in my group, but as being a pastor for a long time, where people just get paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Just choose one and go. Done. And Life Group Leader, talk to Kirby if you need any information. But we have made it incredibly easy to sign up as a group now. Through the rock, you click a button. Your whole group is signed up. Do it. You're ready to go. Click a button and go. (laughs) All right, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us on this. We'll see you next time. 
Awesome, that's so great to hear from Eric and Jared as they talked through some of the great things about what their hopes are for the For The Good. And I love mm -hmm. how they just said at the end that it was all about finding a great time for you and your life group to serve. So, so hopefully this conversation will inspire you guys, not just in action and in motivation, but actually truly in the action mm -hmm. to sign up for a serve. Esther, tell us, have you served with your life group before? Yeah, we have. And we, um, I remember the first time we did as a rooted group in yeah. our serve experience. That was pretty awesome. Awesome. And yeah, and we have other opportunities. Like I know recently we got packages for college students together as oh, a serve, as so a life cool. group. And it was kind of easy because there was one designated <laughs> person who kind of did all the work and we just pitched in. And I so love that. I, I like that the variety of sometimes we get to actually go there or sometimes we get to give. And so it's been, it's been cool doing that. That's so sweet. And that's so perfectly timely for this series. It's all about going and giving. So mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that. But let's go ahead and just jump through these questions so you life group leaders can feel equipped for this week's discussion. So we had Eric preaching this weekend, which was so incredible. I love hearing his heart mm -hmm. for our community and our city. Mm -hmm. um, and as we look to this first question, we learn, uh, we hopefully will get to learn a lot about what God hopes for us as we care for our cities. So the first question here, what are some of the things you like about living in or near a city? Which mm -hmm. I think is such a great question, don't you think? Yeah, it's great. And I think generally I would assume that life groups kind of meet in the same area or yeah, live in the similar area. Right, so maybe yeah. even talking about the distinctives of your particular city, that could be really fun to talk about too. So true. Mm -hmm. So true. And even for those of you who are like spread out, you kind of know those centralized areas yeah. that you can care intentionally. And you know, there sometimes are different connotations to different areas or different things, but also seeing the full heart and beauty of different cities. Mm -hmm. um, I love the leader note here that even talks about what are some of the difficulties of living mm -hmm. in a city to kind of help frame um, the conversation. If it's kind of hard to think through. I know our area, I feel like Orange County is so unique. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? It's I, I, I'm from Atlanta originally, which is like very much like I say I'm from Atlanta, even though I'm not. I'm actually from like the metro Atlanta area. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. everybody says you're from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But in Orange County, there really isn't like one centralized city other than possibly LA, but that feels so far away. Mm -hmm. And But it's all of these like small little conglomerates of cities yeah. across. And so really caring for our city in that yeah. kind of city mindset is actually kind of, I think, challenging for some of our people. Yeah. And I think one thing that could be awesome to bring up is like, I love that our congregations are in different cities that so have good. distinct foods distinct demographics yeah um, like some are more family oriented some are more retirement right. oriented and so i think each city is so unique and mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool to see what which one you know, Absolutely. brings what. Yeah. But I do think regardless of us not having those, we have all these different little cities, mm -hmm. we still do have a lot of benefit of that big city feel because mm -hmm. we are not sparsely populated. Mm -hmm. I mean, Orange County is so incredibly dense with mm -hmm. people and culture and, and experiences and things to do that I think we really do get um, the full experience of what it looks like to be a city life. Yeah. And so as we look down at God's word and we hopefully read together Matthew 5, 14, we'll able to really see this metaphor come to light. Um, and so the first question here that we see, Esther, is to say that the disciples of Jesus are light implies mm -hmm. that the world is in darkness. Mm -hmm. In what sense is the world in darkness? And would people who don't follow Jesus accept this premise? Mm -hmm. Why or why not? Where do you think this conversation is going to hopefully go as people talk about light, dark, people who are believers, people who aren't? Yeah, I think 
I think in a in the sense of like, um, I mean, people might disagree on if they think that humanity is dark, sure. like if we are sinful. Right. But in regards to the consequences of darkness, of whether it's a natural disaster yeah. or. Um, you know, you could just watch the news once and see that there's a lot of things that are happening. Absolutely. And so I think that that could be an opportunity where we don't stray away from the main topic, which is God's word and, and the city. But you can quickly see how the world isn't perfect. Right. You know, isn't full of light. And so Absolutely. I think that that could be an easy start to this conversation. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as we as believers, and you can kind of clarify this for your people in your group, we as believers believe that people are sinful by nature, mm-hmm. like that we are born into sin, mm-hmm. that there's nothing that, you know, that we um, there's nothing that we can do that, you know, makes us godly apart from God himself yeah. dying on the cross for us. And so mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, it's it's actually a very challenging question as we think about a non-believer might struggle with that as they see innocence of a child. Mm-hmm. But also, I think you're very right to say, Esther, it's really hard to deny mm-hmm. kind of the challenges that are faced in our world and how that might feel like darkness. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that conversation and this question kind of inspires that thought. But don't feel the pressure as a life group leader to tie this conversation to a bow to say you believe this or you believe that yeah. you're, you're really hoping to provoke deeper thought about darkness and why why we must be light yeah. is before we get to why we want to be light we have to say well the world is dark mm-hmm. and that would require us to step in would require us to act um, and be um, christ followers and be light in the world so, um, and I love even the leader note here, Genesis 6, 19, Psalm 14, and Psalm 59. These are some great things that you can point out um, truth about what scripture says about the world, darkness, and our role mm-hmm. as believers and God's role um, as um, our, our light. So we might want to point to those as you have a deeper discussion or if things come up. But the second question, as we think about this metaphor um, from Matthew 5, 14, is why is city on a hill mm-hmm. an effective illustration for understanding the nature and role of the church in the world and what conclusions can we draw about the nature and impact of christians and the local church from this metaphor oh i love this question because it really helps us dig into the metaphor what what are you saying here esther yeah i think it's it's a great opportunity because it's look at god's word Mm -hmm. um that when the scriptures were written there was no electricity right so where do we get our source of light and Um, especially at night when there is no sun and all you can rely on is the moon and that wasn't sufficient light for people to operate in different activities and you'll see in your leader notes that uh, there's a mention of how um, most of the the cities were made of limestone and how they they would be up top of the hill and they would provide natural reflective light and I think it's a great opportunity for us to see scripture for when it was written in yes. the second century, you know, Jewish times. Right. Um, so I think that that's like, that's such a great example. So true. For us, like, we could be at home and it could be lit, you know, right. <laughs> but during that time, they would have to depend on it. So true. You know, they would have to look to it. And yeah. so it's a, even a reminder for people to know that people look to believers mm. to be that example, to be that light, to shed light, to, to be in a reflective light, not the light itself. Absolutely. You know? but, yeah. I love that you're even illuminating the context. And that's what that leader note, I think, really hopefully emphasizes. It's great. Is the context of the scripture, because like we talked in the lean in discussion, we know that there's difficulties and we might not fully understand why would Jesus use a city 
as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Like city to us is bustling and busy and yeah. crazy and traffic, but like a city at this time was a light. It was at, it was something that was drawing us close. was was a, a point of refuge of safety, and that's what we can look to um, in the scripture. And so hopefully so this discussion is able to kind of reveal that that we think of a city like this and that might be good for us but when when, the, when this scripture was written the city was a metaphor of hope it's good a hope for our people and so we can too uh, understand that as we look to this this word so awesome of course then let's just throw in a very simple verse here of revelation <laughs> <laughs> no we love revelation but you know sometimes these things you know are hard to parse through but it's still really helpful and we never so want to shy away from god's word so yeah. read together revelation 21 9 through 11 and 22 through 27 and the question for this scripture is mm-hmm. how does the depiction of this city make you feel about the coming of Jesus and new haven and new earth? How does this description of the heavenly city inform our desire as a church to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden? Well, these questions are hitting it real hard for us, aren't they? Which I appreciate and hope that they are really clearly directing us towards the intention of this scripture. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I love that. And, um, any other things that you notice here about this question and maybe I think it's really I mean I think the question is kind of just pointing and the leader note really reveals a lot of what we hope for in this conversation yeah I would really encourage all the leaders to really lean into the leader notes um, these are great mm-hmm. um, giving context to the passage and so what a beautiful yeah what a beautiful help Yes, absolutely. And I hope that as you read Revelation, this will really confirm what we've been talking about. And so if you've been getting through the conversation, what we don't like about a city, what God's hope is, as he uses his analogy for the city, Revelation really confirms what we want to be and what we hope to see God do through our cities. Mm. Um, Now, as we look to look in... Um, we want to apply God's word to our lives. And so I love that we even, you know, put right in another verse here for us. And so Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to me. Oh, wait, sorry. No, give glory to (laughs) your father. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Jesus equates your light with your good works. In your experience, are are there any good works that have had a positive impact in this dark world? Esther, Mm -hmm. what do you feel like we're trying to see in the group discussion as we ask this question? Yeah, I think we can, well, one, show, like, and share some of the things that, as leaders, um, what Mariners is doing to already, you know, impact our community. So true. I think we don't have to think of something original, but we can come alongside the momentum of what the church is already doing. So good. Um, Sometimes they're spiritual, like, joining prayer teams or the Wednesday chapel services. Yes. To, it could even be... yeah, serve experiences to Christmas yeah. trees for single moms in in hey. December. There's just a lot that's that God is doing here at Mariners. So true. And we're there's a lot of people doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. And so it could be spiritual to practical. And so I think that um, that that's one place that we can kind of shed some light. Absolutely. And affirm the different places that we've seen. Our, like you said, our own church mm-hmm. being able to step in or our own people's in our, our own people in our group being able to step into different serve opportunities. I love that. Yeah. And I'd love to clarify for you life group leaders that our hope is that every individual feels like they have a ministry home mm-hmm. and team. You as a life group leader, this is your ministry home on the life group team. But we do hope, you know, that everyone has a serve team within our church. But this message and this 
this um, call that we're really wrestling with on God's call for us to be a light in the world is how not we're serving at church, which is a great thing. Big thumbs up if you saw my, this is my nonverbal cue here, but it, it, serving at church is incredible. But this call is what we're talking about is how we can serve our community and be a light to those around us in the world. So it kind of pushing into this next um question has this discussion brought to light any areas that now you want to serve or see an opportunity to serve for the first time or in a new way so as we think and consider okay how can i spread light in my workplace yeah or how can i step in in a community that i've never stepped into before yeah. i mean there's a homeless you know a homeless guy that lives on the corner that i've never talked to mm. or um or maybe there's just a neighbor that you haven't addressed but more importantly um as we go all the way down into um look out as we really start to apply god's word but then identify where it's relevant um we actually will have specific serve opportunities for you and your group as a group to serve together to impact the the cities and communities around us so in that second to last question are for the good efforts this holiday season provide a number of opportunities to serve and which of these do you plan to participate in so as you can see the conversation helps people identify in themselves you know where might god be calling them to step in and then here are the actionable steps so you or your serve champion can log into your my mariners account and select one of the 15 different serve opportunities that are available to you if you're at irvine and then we have i think three to five to based on your different congregation if you're a life group leader at one of our other congregations but we have lots of opportunities and you life group leaders have a first chance to sign up for these serves before the rest of our church so we highly encourage you to log in and sign up for those serves and you know what do you think is different esther um the difference between serving on your own or serving with your group what do you think that we hope for our life groups yeah i think there's something beautiful about remembering that we're the body of christ and so the hands and the feet and the eyes they all need each other and we all need each other and we have different giftings that we bring to our group Mm -hmm. uh, personalities giftings talents and so i think that when we serve as a group we're able to contribute together as a Mm -hmm. group with the different sets of gifts that we have. It's beautiful. I totally agree. And that's our hope for you guys, that you will see more of the body of Christ as you guys serve together Mm -hmm. in our community. So hopefully you guys sign up to serve and we um, would love to support you in any ways that we can. So reach out to us, um, your life groups, teams as you need be, and we will see you over the weekend and at your serve opportunities. God bless.